Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. It's been a little while since I've done a recovery episode, so I thought today I would do a Q&A and just answer as many questions as possible. And I have to say, you guys asked the most thoughtful questions, and I was actually so surprised at how many responses I got on Instagram. So thank you guys for being so involved with the podcast. It really means so much to me, and I'm really excited to get into these questions and give my advice. I have been in recovery for like a year and a half, I think, after struggling with anorexia and over-exercising for a little while. But since I got so many responses, I think I'm just going to get straight into it because we've got a lot to cover today. Um, So... I think a good first question is, what are the main things that motivated you to recover? Honestly, my breaking point was when I had COVID in the spring of 2022. I got really, really sick and I could barely breathe. I had a super high fever. My body hurt so bad and I was running miles on the treadmill in the basement of my apartment, just bawling, crying because I was so sick, but I could not let myself rest because I was so obsessed with burning calories. And after I had run like literally like eight miles or something insane with full-blown COVID, I was in the shower sitting down and just crying. And this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I started talking to my body as if my body was like separate from me. And I was just like, I am so sorry. I've been treating you this way and I want to love you and take care of you. And that whole like two hour breakdown was when it really hit me how sick I was and how much I needed to recover. I just wanted freedom. I felt so trapped by my eating disorder and it was controlling my entire life. And I just wanted a normal life back and a normal relationship with food in my body. I was so tired of living my life around food and exercise and I just wanted to feel better and I wanted to stop torturing myself. I also really wanted to be a good role model for other people. I knew I already had a following. I knew young girls were looking up to me. I knew girls were listening to what I was saying. I knew that I was an example for my little cousins And I knew that one day I would be an example to my children and potentially my daughters. And I would never want any young woman who looks up to me to think that it's okay to treat yourself that way. I really honestly just wanted to love and accept myself. And I knew that recovery was the only way to get there. Next question. How to trust the process when I'm so invested in wanting to be smaller? I think writing down the consequences of being smaller can be really helpful because there are some serious long-term consequences of engaging in disordered eating behaviors and maintaining an unhealthy relationship with food in your body. And really understanding the risks can help motivate you to prioritize your health and well-being over the desire to be smaller. For me, not having my period due to malnourishment really was a reality check for me and I knew that I was risking my ability to bring healthy, beautiful children into this world one day, which is one of the most important things to me in my life. So that was such a major motivator for me to recover. Being skinny 
is not worth not being able to have my own family. And just trying to shift your focus away from trying to achieve a certain look or size and instead prioritizing your overall health and well-being. You deserve to be healthy and strong and recovered. And also really celebrating non-scale related victories is great. First of all, throw your fucking scale away and your measuring tape while you're at it. It does not matter how much your body weighs. Start celebrating things like having more energy, feeling happier and more outgoing and just a better sense of freedom around food. These victories are so much more important than any type of numerical measurement. Next question, it's getting bad again. What do I do to prevent it? Totally, totally relate to this. It's not like you just choose to recover one day and then never struggle with disordered thoughts again. And I think one of the best things you can do when it's hard to motivate yourself is to reach out to someone. Don't hesitate to use your support system. I know recovery can feel really isolating, just like your eating disorder can be really isolating, and it can be intimidating or can feel embarrassing to ask for help or talk to someone about it, but I promise you, you'll feel better and stronger if you open up about it to someone you trust, and especially if you talk to someone who's been through recovery themselves. I remember at the beginning of recovery, I was really struggling to keep going, and I actually reached out to a girl who I know had gone through recovery a couple years before me, and I told her that I was having a little bit of trouble, and I asked her to get a coffee with me, and we ended up talking for like three hours, and it was just so motivating to talk to someone who had reached the, the other side where I wanted to be, and it felt so impossible to get there at the time. My therapist has also given me so much good advice when I've been in my darkest places, so I highly, highly suggest getting a therapist who specializes in eating disorders and being totally open and honest with them. And also being able to avoid triggers makes your life so much easier. If that's like certain people or situations, create some boundaries and avoid being in situations with people who talk about dieting or their bodies or other people's bodies and things like that. Um, What to do about bloating, feeling super stuffed and uncomfortable 24-7. Honestly, during the first few months of recovery while your body is getting used to having the right amount of food, bloating is inevitable. When you go through long periods of restriction, your digestion slows way down to try and preserve energy And the only way to reverse that is to keep increasing your food intake and eventually your body will reset itself and your digestion will speed back up. I remember like the first six months of recovery, I would eat at least three meals a day and at least three snacks, which was way more than what I was eating before. And my stomach was not used to having that much food and nutrients. So I was just like permanently bloated, looking like literally six months pregnant. And it was so uncomfortable and I always felt so stuffed and overly full, but it was just part of the process and you just have to trust it. There's really no way around it, unfortunately. And the best thing to do is just remind yourself that this is what your body needs and it's going to take time for your body to adjust and heal itself. Um, Did you get stretch marks? How did you accept them? I do have stretch marks and I love them. I honestly think they're kind of pretty and it's just proof that I have worked so hard to heal. I think stretch marks are kind of a rite of passage for women. 
when you go through pregnancy, when your body goes through puberty, like they're just marks of womanhood. And I honestly just think that's kind of beautiful. Same thing goes for scars. Scars are all just like stories of growing up and try to practice gratitude for what your body can do and experience and accomplish. Write down all the things you love about your body, whether it's your strength or ability to move or engage in the world around you and like hike and swim and dance. And this kind of goes along with it, but how do you deal with your body changing shape? I think really emphasizing the appreciation of womanhood has helped me the most. Appreciating my body for what it does for me rather than what it looks like. I love being a woman. I love being able to eat amazing food and drink wine with my friends. I love the curves of being a woman. And just give yourself plenty of patience and time to accept these changes because I feel like every woman goes through this whether they have an eating disorder or not, we aren't going to look like teenagers forever. And unfortunately, there are these unrealistic beauty standards that we all know and hate um, to just like remain thin and look like slim little teenagers forever. But that is not how womanhood works. And learning how to accept that and celebrate the beauty of womanhood and your body is so important. I also unfollowed everyone I compared my body to online and followed more women who embrace their curves and show them off and don't photoshop their pictures. And even if it was a friend of mine who I found myself comparing my body to, I would just mute them instead of unfollowing them. So that's always an option as well. Okay, how to stop being afraid of weight gain, perks of weight gain. One of the best parts of weight gain is feeling healthier. It's been so great not to feel so weak and frail and sick all the time. And I know that can be such an addictive feeling during your eating disorder to like prove to yourself how sick you are and things like that. But you have to let go of that when you choose recovery. I can't tell you how amazing it felt to wake up with energy again, to be able to make it up the stairs or walk down the block without feeling out of breath, to be able to socialize without brain fog and exhaustion of malnourishment. To be able to go out and dance all night with my friends without chest pains and getting lightheaded. Just to feel strong and healthy and capable again, once you really embrace the feeling of strength and health and having energy, life becomes so much more enjoyable. So much of recovery is learning how to reprogram what your goals are. How to deal with friends and family pointing out weight gain. This one sucks. And I am really sorry if you experience this. I feel like people who point this out are projecting their own insecurities. And honestly, you can tell them to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Create boundaries with people like this and tell them that it's a sensitive subject and you are recovering from an eating disorder and ask them to please be respectful of your healing journey and not to comment on any physical appearances or make any comments about what you're eating. It can obviously be really uncomfortable to address this with people, but it's gonna be even more uncomfortable and more damaging to not say anything at all and hear those types of comments from people. Um, How to stop being obsessed with burning calories. This was one of the hardest parts of recovery for me because by the time you choose recovery, you have most likely memorized the calorie count of literally every food and it's such a hard habit to let go of. It's just another one of those things that takes time to unlearn and stop doing. I asked my boyfriend at the time who I was living with to take off all the calorie labels from our groceries or like black them out with a Sharpie or put tape over them and that was really helpful. And just really recognizing that your worth is not determined 
by the number of calories you burn or the amount of exercise you do. And also try to shift your mindset around exercise and start thinking of it as a way to enjoy yourself instead of a way to punish yourself. I stopped running completely when I started recovery because I was using it as a punishment. And I replaced it with dancing and Pilates and hiking and things that brought me just way more enjoyment and things that weren't about burning calories. It was about just moving to feel good. I also forced myself to take a lot of rest days, which was one of the most difficult parts of recovery for me. And in the beginning, I felt so guilty if I didn't get my steps in or burn a bunch of calories and just let myself rest. But my body needed it so badly and I felt so much better when I started listening to my body and giving it the time and space and rest that it needed to heal. Uh, What have you learned about yourself during the process of recovery that you didn't know before? This is a great question. I've honestly just become so much more self-aware and gotten to know myself so much better. You have to become so much more aware of your thoughts and feelings and emotions and habits and behaviors related to food and your body and your self-worth in order to heal from an eating disorder. And I knew I was resilient before all this, but I really learned exactly how resilient I am. I am so proud of myself for pushing through recovery and fighting for my health. Recovery is such a unique challenge because it's you versus yourself. All the other struggles that I have overcome in my life have always been like situational or healing from something that has happened to me that usually involved other people. And I knew I could get through those things, but an eating disorder is a whole other beast. There is no one to forgive but yourself. And that takes a whole different kind of strength. I think I've also just become so much more gentle and compassionate towards not only myself, but towards other people as well. Because while you're learning to love yourself and embrace exactly who you are, you also learn how to love other people and approach everyone else with that same compassion. And I think I also really tied my identity to my eating disorder. And I really thought that it was who I was. And being thin was all that I had going for me. And when you choose to recover, you have to rediscover who you are for all these reasons that aren't your physical appearance. So I discovered all these things about myself and my personality and my likes and dislikes and what I'm passionate about that were all being overshadowed by my eating disorder. Um, How do you have motivation knowing that your job depends on it? I am also a model. Um... You honestly have to learn that your job does not actually depend on it. And your health is so much more important than any job. And I know I say that all the time, but it's really true and I promise you that. I didn't believe it at all when I first started recovery and I thought my career would be over and I would never book a job again if I wasn't the quote right measurements and if I wasn't as thin as I could possibly get. But once I started recovery and started to book more jobs than I ever had before, even though my measurements were a lot bigger, That really just validated that I can be my healthiest self and the right clients will still find me and love me and book me. Um, Do you feel like recovery is a lifelong pursuit? I wouldn't say a lifelong pursuit, but I would say it's a lifelong commitment. I know there's differing opinions on this, but I do think it's something you will always be aware of. Therapists always say recovery is a journey, not a destination, which is cheesy, but that's accurate. It's similar to any other addiction, like alcoholism. You have to choose not to drink again. 
just like you have to choose not to fall back into disordered eating habits. Of course, you will have good days and bad days. I don't know anyone who has gone through recovery without relapsing at least a little bit or having symptoms or thoughts come back up. There will almost undoubtedly be setbacks and challenges throughout the rest of your life, and you will need to keep putting in work. And things like stress and change and transition periods will always happen throughout your life and can always trigger eating disorder symptoms. And learning how to navigate these things without returning to your old coping skills and disordered habits requires ongoing self-awareness and work. Did you have a boyfriend during recovery? Yes, I did. He was very supportive, and I think the best way to navigate recovery while you're in a relationship is to be super open about how you're feeling. Because I would get in really bad moods where I was so anxious or having like really intense food guilt or just consumed with so many thoughts that I would kind of like check out and get really moody and he would obviously notice. And I would have to identify why I was feeling that way because he would get worried that it had something to do with like him or he had done something wrong or he had done something to upset me. But nine times out of 10, I was just in my head about recovery. And so I was also very vocal about what triggered me and told him not to make any comments about what I was eating or how often I was eating or anything like that. And any type of comments about food were off the table. Um, How to deal with people around you having disordered habits. How do you deal with people when they talk about dieting around you? And how do you stop comparing what you eat to other people? Boundaries. I think during recovery, and especially at the beginning, you need to distance yourself from friends that also have eating disorders but aren't recovering. You need to prioritize your health and your happiness. When I first started recovery, my best friend at the time also had a really, really bad eating disorder, and I had to stop hanging out with her. I could not break my own disordered habits when I was constantly around somebody doing all those behaviors. Eating disorders are competitive. It's a contest for who can be thinner, who can be sicker, who can eat less, who can burn more calories, and you cannot heal in that environment. But if you do have to be around people with disordered habits, like say you live with your mom and she's a full-blown almond mom and really just dives into diet culture, I think not eating around those people if you can and like eating separately um, can be really helpful. But also, I just honestly started feeling bad for people who are still trapped in that cycle. I stopped letting it be a competition, and I realized that I am on my own journey, and I do not want to feel like these people anymore. I do not want my life to revolve around being thin and dieting and restricting myself from all the gorgeous, delicious food in this lifetime. But also, when I was in recovery and living with my ex-boyfriend, I would always compare what I was eating Um, to how much he was eating, and I would feel so guilty if I was eating more than him, which was pretty often, actually, because I was going through extreme hunger for a few months, but I just had to remember and remind myself that my body has gone through years of extreme restriction, and his has not. So my body needs a lot more food and a lot more nutrients because my body's working overtime to heal itself, and his is not. Thoughts and feelings on body positivity versus body neutrality when first trying to recover. This is a tough one. Um, I think in the beginning stages of recovery, it can be hard to achieve body positivity. So maybe body neutrality is a better way to go in the beginning. I think it honestly depends on personal preference and what you feel comfortable with. If you've spent years at war with your body and feeling like you hate it, 
then I might suggest striving towards neutrality at first. And I feel like not everyone knows what this means, so I'll just explain it real quick. Body neutrality focuses more on the function of your body and can definitely take off the pressure of having any like deep emotional ties to your physical appearance. It's about appreciating the functionality and resilience of your body and its ability to like experience your life. It's more about how your body feels rather than how it looks. And it definitely takes some pressure and attention off the appearance of your body, but I personally find it difficult to look at myself from a neutral point of view. So I've always practiced body positivity, which focuses a lot more on positivity and acceptance and self-love and celebrating your body. And I found this really empowering and it's helped me to kind of reclaim my body from a place of love and confidence, but it's really just what you're comfortable with. Um, Any tips for overcoming food guilt? It's one of the things that still sticks with me the most, honestly. I think I remind myself a lot that you can fit all foods into a healthy, well-balanced diet and feel amazing and there's no such thing as good or bad foods. I also try to eat mindfully every single time I eat something, even if I'm just grabbing a couple cookies from the pantry. I try to really enjoy eating and focus on how it tastes. And if any negative thoughts come up, I just kind of try to observe them and take note that my mind is wandering to a negative place and then just gently redirect my thoughts towards things like, this food is so good. I'm really enjoying how this tastes and I deserve to eat this and I deserve to enjoy this. And just reminding myself that it's okay to eat and enjoy food without feeling guilty. I also really challenged my fear foods, kind of like gradually, like one at a time, so I wouldn't get too overwhelmed. And I tried to have fun with it. And those first bites of a food that you haven't allowed yourself to enjoy in so long are so fucking good. Like, I swear, even now, every time I try a new food or a fear food, I always say, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. (laughs) Um, did you ever struggle with binging? So in recovery, especially from a restrictive eating disorder, you will most likely go through extreme hunger. This is not binging. I repeat, this is not binging. I have a whole episode on extreme hunger, so I definitely recommend giving that a listen if you've struggled with this. And honestly, you just have to wait it out and give your body what it wants and what it's craving and eventually the extreme hunger will subside. So no, I haven't experienced actual binge eating disorder, but I definitely went through a few months of extreme hunger and it was super hard to cope with and really uncomfortable a lot of the time, but I just kept reminding myself that this was part of healing and I needed to allow my body to have what it wanted after depriving myself for so long. But yeah, I think I'm gonna wrap that up here. Um, thank you so much for so many thoughtful questions. I love doing episodes like this and we'll definitely be doing more. So follow my Instagram if you want to be part of the next episode like this. It is Bentley Meskel. Thank you so much for listening. I know recovery is a bitch. It is so hard, but you can do it. I believe in you and you will make it to the other side. Um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much and I will see you next time.